Hi, I'm Luis Hernandez. I'm the CEO of Pixel Ecom. I connected with Pablo. You should connect too. Great, valuable, great connections, and a whole community build upon it. Connect with Pablo. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, In my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that, I learn from him. This means every single person you ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person and therefore has something to teach you. And you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every networking event or conference you walk into is both a library and your stage. Your network is your personal Google and you are a part of everyone's Wikipedia. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I am your Chief Executive Connector. Follow me as we meet people in my walks. Find out what we can learn from them, what they've learned from others, and what made them want to connect so you can learn to gain and give value to others in all of your interactions. I am terrible at asking for stuff, but if you want to do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you've learned from each episode, or at the very least, Hit me up if I can ever be of service or any kind of value to you. Now, without further ado, let's get connected. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am your host and Chief Executive Connector, Pablo Gonzalez. And with me today is a good buddy of mine that I can't believe how long I have waited to put on this show. Uh, He's my friend. Luis Manuel Hernandez, he's the CEO of Pixel Ecom Marketing Solutions based out of Panama City, Panama. His company develops brands focused on e-commerce and provides e-commerce as a service to businesses. He's somebody that I met in the first day of my first like step into this e-commerce world at a mastermind in Nashville, immediately became good buddies. Uh, and he is officially the number one guy that I think of when somebody comes to me with a I want to sell something online question first guy that comes to mind is Luis and just somebody I really really respect man I think you know you're a freaking beast bro I'm just gonna throw it out there you're a freaking animal like as far as a business builder and and what you've done and what I have seen in just a little bit of amount of time I've seen you so welcome Luis Manuel Hernandez or do you want me to call you you. Luis my man do you like Luis Luis, my man man. Luis I like Luis my yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Luis Hernandez. Welcome, Luis. I don't speak like that. Well, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I love about you, Luis, is the, is, the, is the fact that there are few people that are such perfect hybrids of Hispanicness and Americanness. And I was like, oh, this guy, Panama City, went to an SEC football school. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're mixed. We're mixed. We're, we're mixed. super, pero super mixed, man. <laughs> How you feeling today, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thank you for having me on, man. It's been, I've been listening to all the other ones. Great, great content. Great. All right. We'll see if you've been listening. See how prepared you are for the, for the, for the bottled up questions that I ask everybody. I'll, I'll just say yes. <laughs> so if you're listening, you know, right? You know I have this thesis that the quickest way for people to connect is either if you add value to someone's life, they feel connected to you, but also if you share a vulnerability, right? Like if you have a similar vulnerability with people, that's a quick way to connect. And I think this conversation we're about to have is going to have a ton of value so yeah. before everybody thinks you're superman i would like to know what you're what you're struggling with or something you've struggled with in the past well um you know yeah i think everybody when when you see these type of videos or or interviews everybody sees the success they don't show you well 
they show, they show you the scars, but not the low point. I mean, a little bit about myself, you know, before I founded this company, I was in the construction world for, you know, for all my life. My whole, my family's been in construction for everything. It's like getting out of the mob. It's been, it, it, it was impossible, you know, but, um, you know, I, I've had a, a very, uh, some projects go very, very wrong. And, and, and thanks to that, you know, uh, my hobby, which was selling online became my main, my main source of income, you know, um, went broke about four years ago. Totally, totally got destroyed from the real estate market and construction and, you know, just uh, a bad storm of stuff happened. And, uh, you know, uh, I hit a very low, low point where we're talking panic attacks. We're talking, you know, uh, financial struggles. And it came to a point of finding finding what you're good at, finding, you know, a differential in the niche and find and, and, and have it in head on. So um, from there, you know, there's, there's literally no scar that can happen that, 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 that's my, been my motto, you know, kind of like that scar face, you know, there's nothing you can do that, that, that Castro hasn't, haven't done to me before. Like give that. It to, give like, it to me with the accent. Give it to me with yeah, the accent. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> but you know, um, after, after you've gone through hell on all that stuff, you know, uh, and you start looking at the problems today, it isn't really that bad. You know, like this COVID thing, um, it, it hit everybody. But, you know, when we, when we lost about, what, 47% revenue in, 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 in some of our brands and, 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 and some of my, in my, in my agency, you know, we, you know, four, four years back, I would have had a heart attack. This one's like, I've gone. You know, this is easy now. And, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a landmine, but you have to learn by, by, by getting some scars. There's, there's no other way around it. You can take advice and everything, but not until you're not getting those scars, you, don't, you know, you really don't feel it. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm echoing a lot with what you're saying just because uh, you've seen me, right? Like you, you, we, met, we met as I was jumping off the construction cliff also. Right. Yeah. Like I, I had left 15 years of construction. I was going into this startup. It was kind of when you met me, I was, it was the first, it was the first week of, of, of working with this startup and, and you saw the whole arch and you, you know, quite frankly, you were really there for me at my bottom too. But my bottom seems very different than yours. Cause I, I'm married. I don't have kids and I'm living in Jacksonville, Florida with a low cost of living. But the way that you're describing it, if you, you went broke four years ago, you, you, your kids are older than four, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Three what? kids in private school, um, you know, married house and everything. And, you know, here, here's one great tip that worked for me is um, I hired a, a financial advisor and um, he literally, you know, when I was at my lowest, 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 he literally went, all right, let's, what's stressing you? Right. And I was like, dude, my number one stress is my kids and everything. Are they going to be okay? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, so let's start taking those things out of the bat. So um, he restructured everything like your life insurance and everything. So I go, all right. So, you know, we set up a foundation, we set up life insurance and now, like literally now I can just focus on business and I know that everything's taken care of and structured the way I want it to be and starts, I start taking away the stresses that I had so I can focus a hundred percent on what I wanted to do. You know, I was, you know, it's kind of hard juggling knives and then you start adding, you know, fire into the mix and then stress and everything. And, you know, let's just keep it with knives and that's the business world <laughs> and and um that helped out a lot a lot and um you know 
along with some good, you know, financial restructuring and everything, you know, having a, a fresh set of eyes come in and take a look at things that helped out a lot also. And once I found that opening and I saw this is what I'm good at, you know, and, I, and also good at and I like, you know, I, I put on my, my horse blinds and I hit that 100 percent, you know, nonstop. And, and like they say, I haven't worked a day since. <laughs> I feel it, man. I feel it every time I talk to you, man, because you're always having a blast. I wanna, I wanna really just tease out a couple of things that you said, right? At at your at your most chaotic moment, the key is to take away bits of chaos one by one to be able totally. to focus on on what you can help. Totally. At your most chaotic moment, bringing in an extra set of eyes, right? Having a having some outside counsel that can that can that isn't stuck inside the eye of the hurricane and can see it yeah. from the hurricane watching plane. Is yeah, it it's like it's like they said to me. It's like you are in no, in, in, your mind isn't isn't set up to make any rational decisions when you are with you know twenty k credit card debt. Um, you know you got pay to school. You got to pay school. You got to see. You know nobody's buying my car. I am trying to sell my car. Um, you know I get no clients. You you have all that shit on you, and. Um, and there's no way you're going to make a rational decision there. So, the, you know, I, I think that was the best decision on my words that I took is, you know, let, I'm going to let somebody come in and watch everything. At the same time, you know, um, I, I, I went with a psychologist to, to train my mind. That's the best part. He, he trained my mind on how I made some of the decisions and, and um, identify wh why, why was that sucking? Why was it in that slump and everything? And, once she, she said a few things to me, you know, what, you're, you're getting the, the condensed version. This is a six, eight month process. You know, once you get that, you see, you see, you see it, you know, the light straight up and hit it full throttle. So, you know, I think one of the, the people that, that thinks that, you know, talking to a shrink or whatever is actually one of the best things. I actually keep, keep on doing it now because I'm like, I talked to you when I was at my worst. I want, I want to keep adding this, you know, um, and it's like, you know, it's actually very helpful because when I leave those sessions, I'm charged as a bull 100% now. And, and it's a different set of eyes, you know, and, and it's, you know, you get help from the financial part, but the brain part also needs a, a lot of that, a lot of that to get it ro rolling. 100% man. And I'm glad you say that, right? Because in our, in our culture specifically, right? Like the, the Latino culture, it is often seen as a sign of weakness to see a therapist, totally. right? Like, totally. And, and, and even, and even in the, and even in, I don't know if you get this a lot, right. But in my family, right. Like when my brother passed away and everything that's come out from that, I immediately went to go see a therapist and I'm like, guys, everybody should, you know, I, I see a therapist as this, as a brain coach, right. Why would, why wouldn't you want a brain coach? Why wouldn't you want somebody else to, to be guiding you on that? And as I see it play in my family, it's always like, Oh yeah, you should get therapy, but it's never like I'm getting therapy. It's always, it's always you, people are giving the advice, but they're never taking it. So to see a, you know, Latin guy who is a good businessman, who is a leader of industry to, to endorse that, I think is, I think it's an important thing, man. And to speak of it openly is an important thing. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I see it now as a tool that yeah. just al aligns my thoughts and my strategies now. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, it's a tool. And, and um, it was, it was a cry for, for help a few years ago, but uh, um and and totally helped help my personal life, help my marriage. But at the same time, now it's you no, know, I I use it as a tool for business. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right. So now, so you took away some distractions. You got you got your brain right. 
And you said something that really strikes at an absolute truth that I've, that I also buy into as well, right? Like it's the first step is to figure out what you love doing that you're really good at. Yeah. How did that become, how did, how did e-commerce become that? Like how, how did your eyes open to, to that being it? Well, you know, when I was in construction, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of planning, a lot of work, a lot of stress, but also you have a lot, a lot of alone time that you can, you know, plan, you're at the field or whatever. And I'm the type of guy that, you know, that reads the car manual, you know, I like, I'm an engineer and and I I love knowing how stuff is made and works. So I got into, you know, I, I, I got an MBA also and, and, and I, I had it, um, I had a minor in marketing there also. So I was always attracted to, you know, sales. So, um, you know, I got into these selling online courses and started different things. And, um, you know, I did very good. And I noticed, you know, that this, this is it's actually very fun, you know, very fun. It has its pitfalls and um, noticed, noticed where the real value was in, in creating brands. And especially being outside the U.S., I noticed how hard it is to set up an online business if you're outside the U.S. All right. So it's, it's, there's like a, you know, being inside in in the U S people don't notice it. You get stuff like this being on the outside. There's, it's, it's, you know, it's hurdle, everything. You you try to do something, you get verified, you try to open an Amazon account, you get blacklisted and then it's a whole month of stuff and all that. So I noticed there's a, there's a, you know, where something's hard to get, there's a niche that, that to be had also. So uh, there, I saw there's a ton and ton of businesses that were trying to do it. I know there were entrepreneurs, but I noticed that there were more businesses also. So I, I focused on that 100%. I started doing it as a consultant and I didn't like it because I was giving too much information to somebody who had no idea what I was talking about. So I'm like, you know what? I'll do it for you. So I totally changed my, my business model. And that's how a pixel, my company was born. It was, it was called LMH media my initials, because I had no freaking idea what I was going to do. I just said, just, just put my brands and do it. And um, after we st- I started running it, I, I grabbed a few clients. Um, I, created, I created a brand uh, and sold it very, very quick. And then I started doing three more. And um, once I, I, I had that, that created the road and the path and the process that we do here as a company to come in, take your brand. And it's like a, a, you want to call it a checklist for taking off an airplane. You know, there's, we have like 200 items that we want to have the perfect store running, right? The perfect store is, you know, it's 200 items that your brand needs to have. And, um, you know, here in, in, in Panama and Central America, where I have tons of clients, my biggest hurdle is getting over the IT guy. Like people think that e-commerce has to do with 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 IT programming, I'm like, no, this is sales and strategy. And they always have me talking with their IT guy. I'm like, how much money has your IT guy sold? Zero. All right. Don't have him make decisions. And once they see that, you know, they, they start, they started hiring my company as an outsource for e-commerce. Um, we now have a team over 27 people that their experience is selling online in different channels every day, in different countries. So we bring that, to the table and that's how how we've been growing you know this this covid pandemic uh, i'm not going to say didn't hit us uh, we have a few customers that got shut down so you know we, we gladly told them hey we'll put you in pause no worries when you recover we're, it's starting to happen 
we'll take you back on. But we have other customers that just exploded, you know, and we've been waiting for this. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a yin and yang. It's never going to be perfect. But at the end of the day, it's a business, like I tell everybody. And, and, and you just got to look at it, grow it, and create relationships. That's basically it. Awesome, man. That's awesome. And listen, I want to I want to get into some of the specific knowledge you have on e-commerce, but I don't want to, I don't want to ask you to just give me e-commerce best practices, right? I want to kind of, as somebody that has referred you business and asked your advice a bajillion times, I feel like I know some of the things that you're going to talk about and I want to frame them in the ways that I had these problem points or, or the ways that I've seen it. The first thing is when I first met you, you were basically drop shipping, right? You were like, you were, you were taking products from China without a brand and selling them online and that was working. And then you started experiencing major diminishing returns with that model. Yet that model is something that many people still think is a worthwhile investment, right? Can you, can you tell me a little bit about the world of, of the drop ship and why that is not, you know, like your pain points and, 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 and how yeah. that deescalated quickly? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, um, I started, like I mentioned before, I was learning how to do this thing. And, and you know, I, I got a, cor- a $30 course on how to do drop shipping. I, and, you know, I sold, I sold, um, I had a store called, you know, Outdoors Outlet Adventure. I forgot the name. Um, but I was selling slingshots. It's slingshots and they were starting uh, to get it. They were buying it in Australia. And, I'm like, perfect. And I had a guy in China shipping them straight to Australia and everything was great. And then I was like, all right, let's do another store. And then I created another store and I had this birthday candle that, you know, we sold way over seven figures in that. What I didn't notice is that, you know, drop shipping is good if you define the logistics model to deliver the product very good. What I didn't notice was that I I was under, you know, fool's gold impression. You know, I was making cash. I wasn't building a business I wasn't building a brand you know I was I was I was getting money all the other stuff and you know customer support returns all that stuff blah 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 the 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 business crashed because when I was in China with my um my candle guy he invited me over there but we were selling so much you know I got an email from PayPal saying hey you're selling too much because of uh security reasons we're gonna take a hundred grand of your account just just because we're PayPal and we love it And and 40 minutes later, I got one from Stripe saying the same thing. So immediately that, that kind of killed my cash flow for the next six months and whatever. And I noticed that when I got everything sorted out, it was pretty hard to get restarted, but not only restarted, I noticed that, um, the product I was selling, the videos I was using, they spread like a virus. And immediately I have 200 people selling the same thing. So, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was, you know, selling, selling beer at a stadium, right? Everybody can do it. And it's a shouting game. There's the, there was no finesse into it. So I totally got away from that and stepped back. And I said, you know, there's, if I wanted to sell this store today, how much would, would it be worth? You know? And, um, that's where the number came back zero. You know, it's, you have a domain name. Yeah. You've sold a lot of money, but people are not going to buy stuff from you if they got it X amount of days later. And it's the same crap that somebody else could sell. So I'm like, all right, so let's, let's design this business another way around. Let's have it. Let's create a product that my, my guys can get, you know, in three, four days, it's made in the USA to remove my leak time. If I'm going to sell in the USA, if I'm going to sell in another country, I focus kind of the same way. 
there. Um, and then also the product works, it's high quality, and let's tie a brand around it and the trademark. So we started doing that and uh, we had a great, great success creating our brand. We, um, we grow it now, our brand is on Amazon, it's on you know, walmart.com, we sell it on our website. We are the only ones that could sell our brand, which is, I can, I means I can have competition and we welcome it, but the only person that's allowed to sell my product, it's me. So that reduced that whole clutter of my content being copied and everything. Now if it's copied, I get some extra money because the lawyer gets to talk to them, right? And it's, it's the other way around. And, um, and um, I really like that one. And I think mid last year we got contacted by a company that's one of the top three sellers in Amazon. And they're like, we're interested in buying your brand. And um, we're, we're in talks and all the other stuff, but we're like, this is the way to go. You know, it's the new way of raising cattle. You know, you create a new one, you get it fat, and then you take it out and, and sell it to a bigger guy or keep it profitable and all the other stuff. So from there here, having, having all the tools in my company to, to, and the way we've been growing, now we have a department that's, you know, design department that they're way better than I do. I have a department that run ads way better than we do. And, and I have um, a department that has strategy and all the other stuff, we're like, all right, now, now let's create three brands. So now we have customers that come to us and say, hey, I want to create some brands. I want to I wanna, I, I wanna do something. So I'm, I he always tell them, hey, that's a long-term project, right? This is, you know, I really don't believe in the, you know, you're going to connect your computer and cash is going to start coming out of the printer. You know, I've been through that road and that road le just leads to yelling in a stadium trying to sell beer and it's not the way I want it. I want to create something more niche. And, um, um, you know, we've, we found our, our, our ideal customers and companies. So that's, that's kind of the heart of, of, of what pixel is and the customers that we have. And that's the way we've been growing it. And it's a hundred percent scar based <laughs> experience. You know, we've had other agencies in other countries also, we've learned from that also. And, and, you know, it isn't a correct science. You know, I, I, I see these ads of people saying, you know, ROAS and ROAS and ROAS. At the end of the day, it's, you know, net profit, what, what, what matters. Um, you know, I try to, to tell everyone is, you know, we, you know, it's not a crapshoot, but it's, a, it's more of a investment that you got to do in your brand to grow it. And, um, you know, this world changes a lot. And, when something changes with Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and, and, and there are months and weeks that just the ads tank because you're left with your brand. So as, as soon as we're focused on growing that and recreate budgets to do it, the performance is what separates the rest. And that, that's been my main experience with, with all the customers that we've had, and the most successful ones also. You know, that when, when we have some bad months, just turn the ads off and we live off email for a while. And, and, and then we come up with a new strategy and keep on going. But uh, the ad is the, the you know, that, that, that's the driver, the brand. I'm sorry. Yeah. The brand, the brand is a driver. And, and like, I want to, I, I kind of want to contextualize this, right? Cause I, not everybody that listens to this is educated enough in e-commerce to know what ROAS is or anything like that. Right. But I, I remember seeing you go through this cycle where you're like, no, nah, I'm going to go brand. Right. And then I saw you develop this super innovative kind of customer acquisition funnel that had an ad strategy that then sends you to capturing somebody's email. Um, and then once you have someone's email, it sends you to like an optimized page where you're sent, you're, you're selling them 
not just what they came for, what, what, but what they came for plus a little bit extra. And, yeah. then you're, and then you're incentivizing them to come back and give you feedback. And with that feedback, you continually improve it. So you created this like self-feeding feedback loop that the first time I saw you do it was this car wash product that you guys launched, right? Your brand that you've gone from in, I think a little bit, a little bit under a year and a half, you've gone from zero to sponsoring a freaking NASCAR car. Like like if you want to talk, if you want to talk brand validation, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I just want to kind of, kind of break down for the uneducated person, break down the difference between an ad and an email, right? Like the idea that at first you pay to acquire somebody, but then like you said, you can turn off your ads, which is kind of this like lifeblood that you can always pump in, but you can tread water just based on, on the people that yeah. you have. Cause to me, that's what a brand is, right? Like it is that attention that you hold. Yeah. Well, well, what I, what I tell everybody is like, well, well I, I didn't invent anything. You know, Silicon Valley is in Silicon Valley. I adapt to the tools that, 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 that are already there. It's the best way because it's a, it, this world changes too, just too fast, yeah. you know, and you got to focus on what you got to focus. So, um, I was watching a video the other day on, on Steve jobs and somebody asked him a hard question and saying, Hey, you're an asshole or whatever. And his answer was, you know, I'm not an asshole. I, 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 li- I literally just, you know, designed my product thinking on how my customers sees it. Right. So, you know, I, I, there, you know, I've, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of sales funnels. You know, that, that hasn't changed. You know, there's, there's been sales funnels. It's now all digital. And it, it all, it, it change, what changes is that difference that now you can control like 100% how your customer experiences the journey to become a customer. You know, some, and, and, and it's that. That's, that's what I tell uh, a lot of my customers that sit down with me when, when, they're like, all right, so I need you to build a web page. We're like, well, before the web page, we're gonna design the customer journey. I'm like, what's that exactly? I'm like, we we want to design what your customer's gonna see, how he's gonna see it, and when he's gonna see it. And um, that opens up a whole Pandora's box of, you know, we're gonna send, you know, if somebody just gives you your email, they don't purchase. What emails do they? Get. Do they get the same old stock image emails I get from everybody else, or do you want to put some spice into your brand and you know and and do that? Do you want to automate when somebody you know chats on Facebook and you want to have the same response, or you just want to throw ads there and nobody responds, which is exactly the same as inviting somebody some over for dinner when they sit down, you leave. You know, you, you gotta. It's it's a customer appreciation thing. At the same time, you know. A, a, we handle a lot of real estate customers here and um, you, you won't believe, you wouldn't believe how many, you know, and, and I'm talking, we have, we have customers in Mexico, Nicaragua, Guatemala, in the States, in Panama, and the same issue in different countries, right? When, when we get into the lead generation game and I go to companies and I tell them, you know, I'm, I'm going to forecast what happens here. All right. All your leads go in. All right. Your sales manager puts it into an Excel spreadsheet. He divides it by the same amount of, of sales guy that he has. And then, you know, he splits it up. And then the sales guy connects the lead. And when that has happened, six days have gone by. And they're like, how did you know? And we're like, you, you wouldn't believe how many companies I, I hear saying this. And, uh, you know, what we come in, it's like, all right, let's try to automate this process, connect all the other stuff. And give them the feedback that we know, put systems in place, and immediately they start seeing results because 
um, you know, in, in this digital world, six days is literally like 20 years, you know? Um, and one of the main feedbacks that we get from the sales guy is like, yeah, that guy says that he never, he never contacted us. Like, well, he did. He just contacted you six days ago, which is 20 years ago. Nobody remembers. And, um, you know, so that's kind of like the journey that you got to design and all the other stuff. It doesn't matter if it's real estate, e-commerce or whatever. It's, it's you know, you got to really sit down, think of how you want to sell your product. And, that, and, that, and from there, so that, well, that's when it clicked for, uh, from us. And we weren't just trying to sell a product. We were like, let's just create the experience, you know? And, and, and also, if everybody's doing it the same way, let's try to just tweak it a little bit so, so, so it becomes more personal, more with your brand. If, if it looks like the same with the competition, you know, let's try, try to be different and have your identity. And, and, and that's, that's what we're working for us. Dude, I love, I love how you explain it, right? Because I... I think the reason why I'm so fascinated with the way that you do business is because it's exactly the way that I approach relationship building, right? Like it's not, I think relationship building has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you. What can I do for you? Am I yeah. listening to you? Am I solving your issues? You have created this way of selling something that's really about listening to the customer and what they want more so than listening to, you know, whatever you think it is that they want. And I, and, yeah. and I think it's brilliant. And then the other thing that you said that I've never heard you say that, that is a big thing that I'm a fan of is that different tends to outperform better when it, when it comes to, when it comes to getting someone's attention, right. Or when it comes to, when it comes to functioning around and like the idea that, that you're constantly, you know, not just taking whatever the formula that you got from a $30 course, but always tweaking and always trying whatever's different to stand out, uh, you know, is, is no surprise on, on how successful all your stuff's been, man. So when I think of all that, I hear a million processes and you have like 30 people. And I think that's insane because I have no idea how to do processes. And, 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 and you're always a guy that's on top of that. You're always available, right? Like I have like, I have one fifth, the amount of customers that you have. I have one tenth, the employees you have, and I'm always busy, but you always do it. So I, w- I would like to, when from starting to scaling, how, how do you manage to, remove yourself from the equation and to, and, and to keep things flowing in a way that you're working on your business instead of in your business? Well, number one is very, very good hiring. Very, very good hiring. Okay. Like, um, you know, we've gone through some, some, some rough patches, you know, with, with different employees that we've had here, but um, we've kind of found, we kind of found, you know, the, the, the groove of our employees and what they like and, and, and how they work. And, you know, we're, we're a pretty, you know, flexible, flexible company. But, but before I started delegating, I really, really uh, focused on, on getting, 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 I wouldn't say focused on the technical part, just, you know, good, honest people that, 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 that work for you, you can rely on, you know, I can teach the technical part because I learned it. So everybody else can learn it. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty hard to find, you know, hard, hardworking people that are dedicated to your project. Um, and the, the way I found the best way is just to, to remove walls and barriers. You know, we literally have, when people come to us and say, you know, uh, what, what's my, my, job hours i'm like your, your job hours is when you do your stuff you're you're done all right so i'll, I'll just keep throwing stuff your way <laughs> and, and um you know we have a pretty open space and 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 flexible but to start scaling you need 
processes, communication systems, and um, and a little bit of hope, and and also to to start delegating stuff. But you never really want to like take your hands off the wheel. But you need to start delegating the positions before you start growing. But you need to like I was a jack of all trades when I started, and I did everything for like 27 customers. You know, I was going insane, but I needed to do it. You know why I needed to do it? Because there was no other way. You know, you're back against the wall, and 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 now it's now you're like perfect all right so when you're this now it's your baby you've you've tasted shit all right and now you want to go up you you literally take care of that so you're like all right so for, who's the first person i'm going to hand this off to and there then um i i started looking around and i found actually a a good partner that 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 knew a little bit about this but came with a whole different concept and we joined joint forces there and then i brought in a few people that that knew the, the social marketing part, but not the, part, the way we wanted to do it. So we, we started, you know, mixing things up. And the way to start growing, um, you know, there's so many good tools. Um, I personally like use Basecamp. Uh, you know, it's, I, right. I love Basecamp, love it, love it. I mean, it's, without Basecamp, I couldn't be able to manage the number of customers that we manage. Because if, if not, you know, I'm, I'm, I know there are other tools. Monday is another one, Slack is another one. You know, there's tons. For me, that's the one that clicked. Um, I don't know if it's because it works very well with construction and I, you know, adapted very well <laughs> from it. But, um, you know, and um, from there, I just started telling my team, hey, anything that's business related, it's there. And here in Latin America, we have a great tendency to go to the WhatsApp and leave everything there and forgotten. You have no idea how many, you know, screams I've made of, I don't want anything in WhatsApp because it gets lost. If it gets lost, you're the only one who knows about it. You know, so it's it's stuff like that. So it's having the faith of having that information out there with your customers, and and you know, it, it's a result-oriented business. So it moves very fast. So as the better we can control the flow of information and and who's informed, the you know the the, the better the success. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Tell me about um. Tell me about a cruise, man. Like I I at no point. At no point in me getting to know you over the last two years was I like, oh yeah, this guy's a hundred kilometer race guy. <laughs> like, where, where, where did that come out of, man? Is that just, uh, first of all, say what it is and like, just tell me kind of what's, what was the draw to that? Dude, well, El, El Cruce, if nobody's, you know, if you ever haven't heard of it, go to El Cruce Colombia in Google and you'll find out it's a hundred kilometer, three day race uh, crossing the Andes in Argentina. You cross from Argentina to Chile. Right now, you can't do it because of the political whatever. But um, you know, um, you know, when I was at my lowest, um, I, I, I not only not only suffered from stress and everything. I got fat, maybe. <laughs> I got fat and I got unhealthy. You know, I was pre-diabetic and everything. So, um, you know, I'm I'm the type of guy that I can't go to the gym. I feel like I feel like a hamster, you know, I, I need to set myself goals. So, you know, what's better than a goal than, you know, crossing the freaking Andes. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm like that. So, um, I put myself a, a goal of, you know, Hey, I'm going to do this race in order. Cause in my mind, I was like, in order to do that race means I'm going to have to do a half a marathon, pros probably a marathon, a shitload of races, a shitload of mountains. And when I get there, I'm going to be healthy you know, and, or I'm going to get healthy while getting there. So um, that was my, uh, you know, spoiler alert. I actually got fat during the race because I was celebrating so much, but, <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I did that. So I did an eight month training for that race. Um, and, and, you know, it's getting up at 4am and doing, you know, running 8k, 10k in the morning, got to the point, you know, where, where it was, you know, eight in the morning. And, you know, what have you done already? I'm like, 20k baby already so, so i got into that i lost a lot of weight i got healthy again and um lost about 45 pounds and um not only that but your mental health actually gets gets way better and and i i was hooked to junk food so you know everything was tied into that so i started you know um i'm actually doing that race again it got canceled it got postponed due to covid but i'm doing it again next year because it was just beautiful beautiful race great organization um you know going up there into the mountains snow and um you know you find you find a lot of people there that they're doing it for whole different reasons mine was that that was my hurdle of you know when i say something you know i do it and um it it it, it clicked for me mentally while i was doing all the training and you know it started with me one of my best friends just walking around the park we're like dude we need to get healthy let's 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 walk 5k and they were like let's do a marathon fuck it let's do this and and um you know it 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 worked for us it was a motivator and it helped me get into that you know into that rhythm and haven't looked back since i also looked at it as you know when um every, all my employees here at the company told them hey this is your boss dude this is the guy that's that's with you so you know quit is not here and you know no excuses and we'll have at it you know bring bring whatever you bring to me and that also is a poster for my clients you know there's no quit in this guy and 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 there that that's what we do and it, that's the mindset that we try to instill to everybody here is that you know it doesn't matter if it's a mountain if it's an issue or whatever just deal with it and 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 i think that was the motivator that that helped for me and uh, if you Google up that race, man, it's, it's, I think it's kind of like undercover, whatever, you know, there's 3000 people in this race, but it was total experience. And I highly recommend it. Dude, Plus fine, the Dulce de Leche in Argentina helps a lot. Also. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love the, I love the lead by example philosophy of it, right? Like, I think that that's awesome. And then now when you tell me the story and it's something I hadn't really realized, but it is very you right? Like it is a, it was a process that you had to commit to. And it also is an experience, right? Like you are, you are, an ex, you, you know, you are dedicated to, to the customer experience in your, in your e-commerce thing more so than the product itself. So yeah. if you had a goal, you just committed to a process and an experience that would get you to that goal. And that's exactly. really what you do for your clients, right? Like it's like, oh yeah, you want to sell whatever it's cool, but we're going to have to we're going to have to stick to this process to provide this experience. And then that's, what's going to create the sale, not whatever your product is or whatever you think it's going to be, which I think is, I think yeah. it's a fascinating parallel. Yeah. My, my wife tell, tells me I'm a little bit authoritarian, authoritarian, authoritarian. How do you say it in English? Authoritarian. You got it. Authoritarian. <laughs> in a sanitarium. Authoritarian. In a, in a sanitarium, man. I have to be, I got a sanitarium. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that way. I like to tell people, hey, dude, this is what works. Just do it, okay? And, and I, you know, just tell me if you want it, you know, pink or red, but this is what works. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And um, um, that attitude, I don't know, it's, it's work with our customers. They, they, they get it because some people just want, you know, a compass, all right? And, and, and they're stuck, and these companies are stuck in this, you know, 
yeah, let's have a meeting on something that could be solved by just somebody saying this and that's it. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the, the main niche that we bring. And that's, that's why when we, we click with co companies, when we tell them, hey, we're, you're, you're outsourcing your e-commerce to us. That's it. You know, you, your decision making comes here and we present results and reports and that's it. You know, and, and there's nothing better for a business owner saying, hey, awesome. Love it. And, yeah. and we bring a solution for that. Yeah. It's in a world of decision-making fatigue, it's great to have someone that will take a whole bunch of decisions off your table and just go. Right. Totally. Um, all right, Luis, let's get, let's get into some of the stuff I ask everybody. How did, uh, how do we meet? Dude, we met in Nashville, Tennessee. It was cold, cold, cold. cold. And, um, we were having a beer at a bar, I think. Right. Or we met mid break in that conference. And, um, and, and, and well, you met Peter. Peter, who's um, that's right. I met Peter if, first. If he's listening, Peter Komarowski. What up, bud? What up, Pete? <laughs> Kelly so, Olympic, uh, yeah. Peter. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, we met and he introduced like, "Hey, this is Pablo," and like, "You speak Spanish? Oh, awesome. Me too." And uh, we 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 kicked it off from there, and from there it's just been an on and off of, "Hey, Pablo, what's up?" and just feeding off constant value and relationships of each other, not looking to gain anything back. And, and it's been a win-win. Yeah. From there. It's been amazing, man. I think within 24 hours of us meeting, you offered me your apartment in the hard rock hotel in Panama because I was going to Panama already. And from there, you've, you've just consistently, you've consistently helped me, man. Like it's, it's been, a, it's been amazing. Like how much you've looked out for me. And I, I'm just curious, like, what what about our relationship made you want to be such a giving influence in my life and such like a valuable person in my life? Well, I mean, I'm a big believer in karma of, you know, just, you know, and, and the way when I was in the shits, also people, people, I had some very good friends, very good neighbors also, you know, that kind of that kind of got installed in my mind when I was in construction. I was an asshole. 100 percent that business will make certified yeah. certified 100 you know and, and you know it, it takes some scars to 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 switch your mindset and you know i'm that way now um i literally when i can help i can help no questions asked no not looking for anything in return and that's how you build relationships i think from from we have a very good one and from there you know we've we've um developed very several good ones and i've developed several like my lawyers got got referred to you uh, to with from you so you know it's um and have a great relationship with them and it's that so that's that's karma man i'm not i'm not looking for when you we're not when you start looking for things in return that can i, I don't know it's you know i'm building my own path and 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 whoever needs to join and wants to join have at it i get it man i get it it's it's been amazing man like it really are our uh, I, like I, I, I look back at it. We'll, we'll talk about it more. You know, at the end of this show, I'm going to compliment you and acknowledge you and, and be super flattery. Right. But like I, I, a little spoiler alert, like I, um, your, your influence in my life has been uh, a, a very outsized influence from what I expect from like a dude that I met at a conference and, uh, you know, I've, we've hung out like three times and, but, but, yeah. but you've always been very present, man. And it's been, it's been incredible how giving you are. Um, and I hope that I've been able to reciprocate some, but you ready course, for you ready for the lightning round? Ba -ba -pam -pam -pam. Shoot! All right. What is your favorite restaurant? Where is it, and what is the order? 
my favorite restaurant is here in Panama. It's Athens Pizza. Um, they have a chicken pizza with garlic and feta cheese. That's just, they're the only ones that can do it. Athens, <laughs> Athens Pizza in Panama City, Panama. Panama City, Panama, by the way, underrated place. Very cool, very cool little spot to go visit, right? Like I, 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 wanna, I wanna give a shout out to Panama City, Panama because you've, you've been a gracious host there a couple of times now. And it's been- uh, it's, uh, I like to tell everybody, it's a, it's a best kept secret. We have, you know, tons of food from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can tell. <laughs> it's like uh i like to describe it as like the latin american dubai right like it's it's kind of like this place that all this foreign investment came in to be this like gateway to the rest of the world for for one specific culture and and it's and a it, mix it's yeah a cool it's a mix we got everything i mean like you know yeah. and, and, and it's all original where there's so many different cultures down here it's it's just a mix yeah. literally you can go down and have some awesome italian made by italian families there are not a lot of franchises down here it's it's mostly family restaurants so there's like indian food there's chinese real chinese dim sum food. ridiculous dim sum yeah, yeah. And, um, you know everything you, when you see the owners of the business they're like you know this either descendants or you know they just came so it's it's a very diversified country um you know very very multicultural one and i think that's one of the greatest assets and yeah. great food <laughs> Agreed, bro. Cool spot. Great people too, man. Just like the sense of humor, right? Like I, I, like I felt like I feel there. I felt like I was in Caracas, man, back in like the eighties, right? Like it's just like this, like very just like warm, genuine feeling of of diverse, multicultural people with beautiful nature around. Anyways, enough about that. Next question: What content are you most into right now? And this can be a podcast you listen to. It could be a book that you're really into. It could be your like Netflix and chill series du jour. Business Wars podcast. Business I am. I am addicted. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's no. like, dude, how Netflix, Blockbuster, and it's a whole podcast of what happened. Nintendo versus Sega. Highly addictive. So I'm Epic. sorry. Cool. Yeah. Business like War it. podcast. I, I mean, like, uh, and yeah, they go like Nike, Adidas, and then they, they start showing all the marketing and strategic decisions. You know, it's like the day after with all the, all, you know, you know what happened, but all the decisions that took place that, you know, why why stuff happen Ooh, is there like samsung versus sony and stuff like that oh yes oh, yeah all right cool yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in that story <laughs> what is something that you were sure about in your 20s that you no longer believe that's a very good question hmm. i don't know that i was going to party 24 7 i guess <laughs> yeah i would say yeah i would say mostly that i mean that that mortality that, yeah. No, no, not even mortality. I would say, you know, yeah, that I was just, you know, I would say in my twenties, I didn't have a compass. I was just, you know, wherever the waves would take me. Now it's more of like, you know, I know where I'm going. <laughs> How did that, uh, what sparked that change, man? Was there, what was, is there a seminal moment where that kind of stuff started coming, coming in? Is it like the birth of your first kid, something like that? Or yeah, well, that's, that, that starts, that starts with it. You know, with the birth of your first kid, you're like, yeah, I'm still traveling, whatever, and all that stuff. But when number two and number three come out and they start growing, you're like, yeah, we, get, we better get serious. We're down by 10, fourth quarter. Yeah, there we need is. to bring out the good place. Yeah, there it is. American <laughs> football reference coming from a South American. I love it. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite piece of advice that either you've ever received or the, the piece of advice you love to give people? I would say, you know, just be honest and um, 
when you have a problem, don't, don't cover it with bullshit. Just have at it straight up front and you'll get the best, the best feedback or help back. When you, when you just sprinkle, sprinkle the problem and then you start digging deep a week later and you see that there is other stuff that you never heard, you know, when I, when I, when I eat it for business or forever, just a hey, hit me up front. I've had worse. So hit me with everything you got first and, um, you know, let's solve this thing. That's it. You know, but, but I need to know all the details. So let's be honest. Most that's, that's what I tell my kids, you know, just nothing's going to happen dude. just tell me it's, it's, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think about, I think about my most recent kind of like mistakes I feel that I've made and it hasn't been like lying. hasn't been anything like that. It, it, it's just all come from not the moment there's a problem, not coming forward immediately instead of like trying to think about how to make it better and how to present it. Right. Like, yeah, there is- or, 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 you know, or just giving it, you know, with the intensity of 10 instead of the, you know, sugarcoating it instead of, you know, dude, if it's a rough one, have at it. It's, it's not like I'm going to get angry error, you know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, man, before I ask you your last, uh, your last question, right? Like I'm going to link to your, you gave me your email address. You gave me your WhatsApp number, uh, your yeah. Facebook link. Uh, you want me to send people to pixel. This is your moment to either tell people where to the best way to connect with you, the best way to find pixel, anything you want to promote. Sure. Well, um, you know, from us, you know, from my end, we, we handle brands and small businesses that, that they, they want to hand off their e-commerce operations. And we, we build a very dedicated team to handle that. You know, we have great success growing it. You can go to pixel.com.pa. Pablo will put up the link. You can check out some of the brands that we manage there and some of the great customers that we have. And um, from there, you can either email us from the page or Pablo can put up my, my email and WhatsApp link. I'm always available um, and, and, you know, chat me up whatever time when I wake up, I'll, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take on it. And yeah, we'll set up a call if somebody's interested and we'll make sure first that if it's a good fit, if it's not, we'll gladly tell you. I am very honest on it. So, you know, um, hope this podcast also has, you know, shown some of the scars that I had and helped somebody avoid them. So, um, you know, that's a great value there. <laughs> for sure. Man. For sure. And listen, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding when I, when I say that anytime somebody comes to me with like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this with e-commerce. The first place my head goes is, is you, right? So like either, either way, whether it comes from a referral for this podcast or not, right? Like, and you, you are the guy that has given the most advice to the most people I know on what they're doing wrong or what they can do better or actually service people in the, in the, in, yeah, in the totally. e-commerce world, man. So I, yeah, I there's going to be some, some people that, that, and I tell them, you know, you're not at the point where, where, where it's yeah. worth for us to do business yet. Cause you're starting out, but yeah. prove the concept first, you know, um, cause it's going to be too expensive for you to, to prove the concept with me. You know, I can do it. I'll do it. But if you know that beforehand and you're okay with it, then let's, let's take the journey together. Right. Cause it's, you know, it's, 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 it, it isn't easy as, as, as they show, right. It's, it's, it's a real business. <laughs> it's a real business, man. All right, man. Last question. Where do you find community? Community. I found community in, you know, just finding great people like yourself and, um, and, and networking with them and, you know, I like that movie. Yes, man. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like that also, you know, and, and finding people that, you know, we have that sense of humor. Um, you know, not a lot of people get it, but you know, 
I like Super Troopers, stuff like that. And, you know, we, I connect with a lot of people like that. And from there, we, we, you know, we, we connect and bring on the same amount of businesses. I know there's a lot of people that I don't click with and, and, our, and our, our humor is different. But uh, business-wise, we, sometimes we click, sometimes we don't. And, you know, it's, a, it's all about balance, you know. So, you know, that's my community. I have, you know, some great group chats, some great fantasy football teams that, and leagues that, that I'm there with people that we just there to shoot the shit. Some other is just businesses. So, so you got to find, you know, your, your, you know who, who your balance is, right? You, who's your, 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 your friends, also who's your work and friends, and who's just work only. And there's, you know... I think that's my community plus my kids and my family. And, and, and from there, you know, have at it. This, this pandemic has shown that you can have a community with no borders, which we've had that before. So, you know, right. you know Stoom isn't new to us. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so it's basically that. So, uh, you know, it's finding just people you click with and have the same, for me, the same humor so they can get my bad jokes. <laughs> I can't, uh, you you know, it's funny, man, because I, I consider you a super funny guy, right? Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, I, if you're saying there's people that, that meet me that can't, aren't as funny as me, like, I would totally believe that. But somebody that doesn't like you, like, I would find that very, very hard to believe. But yeah, like, I, I consider you a supremely likable guy, man. But listen, dude, I, uh, I want to thank you, right? I want to thank you for being on the podcast. I want to thank you for spending time with me, man. Like I said, like, I like to acknowledge people for, for what I see in them at the, at the end of every podcast, man. And I can't, I can't under understate the just how how valuable you have always shown up for me in my life. Like I really feel like you have since the moment I met you, you've had my best interest in mind. It's never felt transactional, man. Like I've I've learned so much from watching you operate and 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 who you are and and, and growing this relationship. I'm just really really grateful for it, dude. And uh, you know I just want to you know from from lending me your hotel room and making me look good in front of my wife to, to, you know, like hiring me to do content for you, you know, like, like, it's just, it's just been, uh, it's been incredible, man. Like, I really, I really feel a very, a very big closeness to you in a weird way. Uh, but it's not that weird because you've just been such a great guy, man. I just thank you so much, man. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me and just keep on producing that content, man. Um, I, I got my Pablo and Gary V pictures, um, here count. So every time I see one, I, I got the count. I think it's up to like five. So, have at it. That's I'm like, that's Pablo there. Have at it. So you know, for any time, you know, it's 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 you can have me on any time for any discussion. I think it's totally valuable to what you're doing and connecting, and the connecting that you're doing. It's it's having its its growth and repercussions. So for example, like the lawyer that you put us in touch with each other. You know, I bring customers to him, and it's all and you know, it's all it's a circle. <laughs> the circle of trust. Circle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So perfect. Thank you very much, man. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation right there as much as I did. Listen, Connect with Pablo is a content marketing community creation agency. The bottom line is that if you can start creating content that can give value to your customers or audience while creating strategic relationships through it, you can have a content machine that allows you to tell the story of your business through the value you are creating while gathering people together. If you're curious about that or know someone who could be, please shoot me an email at you should at connectwithpablo.com or hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn through the profiles tagged in the show notes. If you just want a quick pick me up 
and some tactical advice right before walking into a room full of strangers. Go to connectwithpablo.com, watch the five-minute video about how to walk into a room and not feel like you're all alone, and or download the little cheat sheet on how to do just that. I have a lot of my friends that I've done networking with me for a long time tell me that they love watching that thing and carrying it around when they're walking into a networking event or they're walking into a conference or sometimes even if you're just walking into a wedding and you don't know anybody, right? It has a lot of use for it. I invite you to check it out if you need it. I really hope you stick around, connect with me and start leaning into finding value in others and feeling like you have value to give yourself. It'll make the world a better place. I promise. Until the next episode, I am Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector.